All right, here we go. We are back at it. Listen and learn or not. Minus one today, Lori. We have Anna D who is out again for a uh, pretty scary reason. Yes. So her son's in high school. Mm -hmm. And two days ago, somebody let off fireworks in the school. Okay. So now we've just had this shooting downtown Seattle the week before. Right. These kids think they're being shot at. Oh, sure. You hear fireworks in the school. You're right? thinking gunshots. Yeah. So much. they're all dropping to the floor and they're bumping into things. They've all got cuts and bruises. So this happened this morning or you said two days ago? This happened, I think, two afternoons ago. And it was at, right at the when the bell rang for them to leave. Yeah. So they're all up and moving. And then they hear this. Oh, you know, man, that'd be terrifying. Because initially, that's your, that's, your yeah. that's where I'm going to if I hear something like that in a school, anywhere, really. Exactly. And then today, there was a bomb threat, I think she oh, said. Oh, man. And so they know who the um, fireworks person is. He is suspended, but he was still at large. But they just caught him. So she had good. She had to stay home and play mama bear right. just in case. Good for right. good for her. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, and the update is they did arrest the kid. Yes. Arrest the student. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. The little sheet head. I know. And, you know, you think, well, they're kids. Maybe they don't know, but maybe no, they, they know. do know. You they know? know. These are That's middle school kids. No, high school kids. High school. They uh, have to know. Worse yet. Right. I mean, anybody knows. Even a and grade school kid. Anybody know knows fireworks exactly. sound like a gun. And they got I, I, to gotta make an example out of this kid. I don't know exactly mm -hmm. what the right punishment would be, but I think it needs to be something that's going to scare the hell out of them. Yeah. Something that's going to put a little fear in them. Well, and... Because if they just release him back to the parents, it's just going to be, they need to make an example. I because think he needs to stand before the school yeah, and apologize and hear some of the stories of the trauma. I mean, he caused trauma for mm -hmm. these kids. My sister was in a Florida airport when there was a shooting. And she heard uh, one of the police, she heard his scanner, his uh, thing say active <laughs> shooter. And this woman was trying to round up her kids. And my sister's a teacher and the kids... She only got two of them, and there was it was a hallway, and so they were going to opposite sides. So yeah. my sister, the teacher, grabbed all those kids and got him with her mom, and her husband's across the way, and she's like, "Don't come, don't come," yeah. you know, because if he's shooting. And so then when they had um, a, a fire drill or yeah. a shooting drill, right? My sister was traumatized, and here she is, a teacher, and she's like, "Oh, no wonder," mm -hmm. because I lived through that, and it's it is very traumatizing. Yeah, I I think they need to make examples of uh, of this kid, and yeah. I think they need to make a very firm example of him, mm -hmm. and put the fear of God in him, and put the fear, uh, you know, like you said, let him mm -hmm. you know, experience. You know what? Uh, what other people have the experience? Kind of exactly. like let them let them know. You mm -hmm. know, but I, I think I think they should really scare him somehow. I don't know exactly mm -hmm. how. Maybe throw him in the clink, tell him he's going to stay there for like a yeah, year. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Make him sweat it out a little bit. Yeah. I don't have any tolerate. I don't. I don't. No. I couldn't tolerate that. Mm -mm. No, I really couldn't. But uh, we're glad everything's okay, yes. and uh, man, his kids are safe. Everybody's safe. The kid mm -hmm. got arrested, so we'll let the authorities deal with it from here. But yeah. uh, uh, yes, I'm AJ. I do the afternoon show here at Warm One Hundred Six Point Nine in Seattle, Washington, and we have our uh, Lori Hardy, life coach, uh, pro professional life coach. Here, she has a book called. Did not see that coming. And you have your own little podcast called Enough. All right, and she's here with us today. A little bit later on in the podcast, here we're going to get to a life tip that we give each and every week with Lori, and we'll get to that in just a bit. Now, another big thing in the news recently has been this coronavirus. So remember last week we talked about it that it's. 
10 blocks from my house. Yes. So I had dinner with a friend, and she said, oh, my husband's going in for surgery. And I said, where? And she said, the hospital near my house. And I and this was the first case in our state. Exactly. Right? It was right literally blocks from you. Exactly. And I didn't want to say anything, and I really struggled. Do I say something and scare her? So as we were leaving... I said, so he has surgery. She goes, yeah, and you know what's at that hospital. I was like, okay, she knows. But how scary. Unbelievable. How scary. And uh, you know, it's not funny, but mm-hmm. it is kind of funny because a lot of people, and there are people that actually think that coronavirus has something to do with corona beer. <laughs> I'm, I swear to God, Google it. There are idiots out there that really think the coronavirus has something to do with Drinking Corona beer. So they're just not drinking beer and they're going to be safe. So I wanted to clear it up a little bit here just in case, just in case, all right? There's someone listening that might be a little confused. And actually for me, I I mean, I knew kind of roundabouts what it was. I knew it had nothing to do with Corona beer. Uh, <laughs> but what it is, it's it's a it's a family of viruses and mm-hmm. it, it comes from animals, right? right. Similar um, to the bird flu several years ago. Right, mm-hmm. right. And it's 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 spread basically like like a like a cold and flu mm-hmm. germs are just from someone sneezing. coughing and sneezing and, and it's a, a respiratory you, you can breathe it in. So um, and, and prevention, it's kind of try- <laughs> it, it's very similar to the flu. It's like, okay, how do you, how do I stop from getting the flu? Well, wash your hands often. Uh, you know, avoid contact with your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough. Cover your mouth when you're sneezing. Stay at home when you're sick, and yada yada yada. So basically, everyone's like, oh, what are the symptoms? And the symptoms are very similar too. It's it's a feeling. What nauseous? I think is one of them. Fever, a cough, mm-hmm. shortness of breath. Right. Uh, those are the, achy. Those are the big ones. So it's kind of like you know, feeling like the flu. Uh, and and the the way to prevent it is like kind of the way you prevent getting the flu in a lot of place. <laughs> and a lot of the treatment there really isn't much treatment for mm-hmm. it so uh, it's something that I, I don't think we need to be overly you know uh, triggered about but it's something to think about because mm-hmm. it is starting it seems like it's starting to spread more there's more and more cases of it seems like right it came from China so anybody yep. who's been on an airplane mm-hmm. with a person coming from China because you know you come one place then you transfer and now you're on another airplane yeah. So, yeah. Seems so, like every few years we get something like this, mm-hmm. doesn't it? It does. Seems like every three. Well, remember the, what was it, the swine flu? Mm-hmm. That was like a, a while ago, but that mm-hmm. was one that kind of really freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really, really, because I can be a little bit of a hypochondriac when it comes to like you? sickness. Yeah, <laughs> I can. When it comes to like uh, germs and mm-hmm. like a, something like this. I've gotten better in my old age, mm-hmm. but uh, like the pig flu, the swine flu, and, mm-hmm. and that one—that was a big one for me. The bird flu too, right? And, and remember when the bird flu? Were were you working here or downtown Seattle? Uh the bird flu. I was here. I was downtown Seattle, mm-hmm. and you get on the bus, and everyone had masks on up and down the road. Everyone's just wearing masks. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. It was it was quite a scare, and uh-huh. it was a very like a real thing, and mm-hmm. and this is a real thing. It is, it yeah. is a real thing, and it's something that uh, you know it, you can't really overly worry yourself with it. You can right. just take your precaution mm-hmm. steps that you do, like you know, whenever there's a bad flu outbreak, mm-hmm. and and if you are going to be flying in an airplane, and I found this article too, uh, if you're going to be flying in an airplane, the safest seat to sit in to avoid getting this virus is the window seat. That is so crazy. Um, I don't know why that is. There's I do. some scientific reasons. Go ahead. Well, because if you sit in the window seat, you don't have all those people walking by you. Oh, that's true. And that's true. so they say if you are in a side seat, you have 64 contacts, 64 chances to get it versus if you're in the window seat, 12. 
Because people are always rubbing against you mm-hmm. and walking by. How about I wonder the middle seats probably like in the middle. Yeah, so <laughs> halfway between sixty four and twelve. So don't sit in the aisles. All these aisle seats are going to be empty when I you're know, walking into the. <laughs> I love the window seat, but lately it seems I always end up on the aisle. You know, yeah. and you're always having to move and get bumped. And... I used to love the window seat, and over the past few years, I've really taken to the aisle seat because I feel like I have more leg room. Oh, okay. I just have a little bit more room. Yeah, uh, you are pretty tall. I, I just, I don't know what it is, but it, whenever I go on Southwest, you know, it's nice. You just get to go in and pick your seat. But yeah. then whenever I can assign my seat, mm-hmm. I 99% of the time do aisle, unless I'm flying somewhere I've never flown into before. Mm-hmm. And it's like somewhere with cool mountains and pretty. I always, oh, I, right. then I'll pick the window seat. But if it's yeah. somewhere I've gone a bunch of times, you know, yeah. I, I like you to do that. You are the mountain man. <laughs> uh, yeah. But in, and uh, it's so funny because I, I go by airlines too. If you fly on Alaska Airlines and you're ever leaving SeaTac, and you can pick your seat. I highly recommend you pick the window seat on the left side of the airplane because that way, I don't know about, I can't remember off the top of my head about other airlines, but Alaska, if you're flying somewhere and from Seattle, you're really always flying somewhere south and east. east, right? Mm -hmm. But especially if you're going like down to California or like due south, sit on that window seat because you're going to fly, the pilot will fly you right over Mount Rainier. You can fly right yeah. over the top. If you're in that left side of the airplane and you're on that window, uh-huh. you're literally looking right into Mount Rainier and it is a really incredible sight if you get a chance to do that. Yeah. And then if you're coming into Seattle on right Alaska, side. sit on the right side. Yeah. So just a little tip, a little food for thought if you're ever <laughs> flying in and out of Seattle. But the window um, seat so you don't get the virus. And the window the seat virus. will help you with the coronavirus. And no, the coronavirus should has we, nothing to do with the beer. Should we rename it the beer? The coronavirus. <laughs> beer it's it's, uh, mm. it's funny. I was reading that the other day. I was like, of course there are people that do that. Yeah. But. Bless their hearts. They're trying. Uh, so, you know, over the past week, uh, the big news story has been uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, rest in peace. He was uh, Kobe. I'm a huge basketball fan. I'm a big mm-hmm. sports fan. And I've always, since I was a little boy, I was a big Lakers fan. So there was, you know, Magic Johnson, yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. There was James Worthy, all the all the guys, all the former Pat Riley, all the old Lakers. And then I transformed into, you know, Kobe and Shaq and that. And I was absolutely devastated. I, When it comes to celebrity deaths, I don't really get too worked up about it. I mean, there's some like, you know, Robin Williams, obviously. And that, that, that was it, it's very sad. Yes. But... I'm not to the level of where I can, like, I don't know. I feel like I took this a little bit too hard Mm -hmm. because I was literally in tears when I heard about it. Because when I saw it initially on on Facebook, I was like, oh, shit, another hoax, another hoax. This ain't a hoax. Mm -hmm. And then I I saw another article and Mm -hmm. another one. I was just like, then I started Googling Kobe Bryant. And then I went on on his Instagram page just to see if, you know, he would Mm -hmm. clear— and I didn't see anything. And then finally I saw something from like, I think it was CNN that I knew it was a legit. I was just like, I was, I just stopped what I was doing. And I was with my son at the time. We were actually at McDonald's at like one of those little play places. Mm-hmm. And he was playing and I'm at McDonald's. I'm looking at my phone and I'm starting, I feel like I'm, like I'm ready to like lose it. I was just like, wait a minute, I can hold myself together here. Yeah. Um, but it was such a dread. And then you find out that, you know, his his daughter was on the plane with him. Mm-hmm. And then you find out about all the other people with yeah. the families and everyone yeah. that was on there. And a trained pilot, a pilot oh. who was training pilots. And I just read today, they had a few more details on the uh, on the accident. They were 
between 20 and 30 feet away from clearing the mountain. Then that's it. Just like it was every every day, I gotta stop reading the news because mm-hmm. every day I hear something and I just I just start. It's like a mm-hmm. stab to the heart, and I don't know. I I feel like I'm taking this too hard, but Kobe was like, I loved Kobe. I watched him. I grew up watching him, and I got his jerseys. I got his cards. I got so much stuff. And to hear, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I grew up with him, watching him, and I feel like he was such a big part of my life. Um, it just hit me so sad. And it was just like, I, I feel kind of silly that I, that I feel that way. Well, you know, I would be remiss to not bring up what some people have, you know, uh, there's a woman who's in hiding right now because she brought up his incident Yeah, when he was younger. Yeah. And, you know, that makes it really the, hard. The rape because, allegation. Right. Mm-hmm. Because he's done so much and, you know, there's, there's two sides to every story, mm-hmm. but um, that, you know, they basically harassed her until she said, write an apology, you know, and he did. I heard the apology. And, you know, and it's it's like it's so hard because that comes up and people don't want to hear about that. And you want to think, I mean, he has a 13-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. He's had to come to some terms with that. Oh, sure, sure. But, you know, and I think that that's what hard, is hard. So people just a little older than you. That's the first thing they thought of. Yeah. They weren't thinking really of his basketball career. Yeah. They were that's what stuck in their and, mind. And I look at it like this. If his wife can move on from it, mm-hmm. then people looking through the yeah. uh the glass window, we that's right. You, you need to move on too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, whatever the case had, we don't know what happened. All we know is the case was dropped. So as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it didn't look good. Well, I feel like I have to say something only for one reason. Mm-hmm. Because Nobody's saying anything. Right. And and I just, you know, then I read the Washington Post. One woman has, you know, just said, well, what about this? And she got so much hate mail, she's in hiding. Oh, and, wow. See, that's not, a, that's not cool. Yeah. yeah. And I understand that right. because she's bringing up something that most people think was acquitted. Sure. Um, that wasn't actually the case, but still, we don't know. Right. He has daughters, so he very may have well have come Learned, to terms yeah, and exactly. realized what— because you know it's the Me Too movement, and now he's got a daughter. He certainly mm-hmm. doesn't want anyone doing exactly. That to her, and so. all the stuff that he did, right after that, to mm-hmm. make amends is just like okay, you know, we we don't yeah. know what happened. Right. That happened, uh, you know, seventeen years exactly. ago. Exactly, he was when 24. he was twenty three, twenty four years yeah. old, so and was, uh, you, you know, know, I think my kids are older. Yeah, some of my kids are older than that, and right. you know, you think they're they're still kids. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make it okay, but just that you know. Um, but we don't know what like happened. We don't. We don't. Right. And, and after this tragic accident, it's a bad time to bring that up. Well, it is. But also, you know, I think of the other people. You know, when I heard it, all I heard I was in actually, um, was it Ace? Or it was some sort of store. And I heard they said, Kobe Bryant just died in a helicopter accident. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? You know, and, and then I'm like his daughter and then a whole other family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so, yes, he was a, he was a great basketball player and deserves every yeah. um, but, accolade for that. But there was other people too. You and know? I think, and I think mm-hmm. the uh, the the part that hits me more than than him being a great basketball player is I think is is a dad. You know, you feel mm-hmm. uh, for you know having oh. you know being in that situation with your kid and mm-hmm. and having the other parents in that situation and just knowing that it, how that. They, you know, they all just fell. And there was a, they said that there was one minute between the time it descended to the time of impact. So there was a minute where they knew it was oh. it. 
and and it's just it, it's horrifying. And his wife, uh, this is really uh, I think really special that they she started a uh, he owned a Mama Sports was a sports right, academy and that he, he did, he, and she started a fund for all the families that oh, lost um, their loved ones. So he is a great businessman. Yeah, he, is he a great really knows man. how to run a business. And one one thing I want to say about that is, mm. you know, when he's interviewed. He says, I don't know everything. I hire people and right. then I trust them. Yeah. You know, and that is a good business model. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so that was a podcast I heard shortly before mm-hmm. um, he left us was how, you know, how he that he encouraged his workers. He built them up. He yeah. believed in them mm-hmm. and was doing good things with his business. And the nine people dying on a helicopter is just it, it was just the whole oh. the whole thing was just crushing. And I, mm-hmm. I still I just can't I can't get these. There, there's a poster with all their faces oh. on, on the that. I, I just can't get that. Those, okay. those people's faces. This out of is my, what out is of my head. keeping me awake. You think about the, I think there was two kids, his mm. daughter and another girl. And there were, there was actually four kids. Four kids. Mm-hmm. So you say there's one minute. We work in radio. Ten seconds is long. Yeah. Can you imagine as a parent right. Right. for a whole minute mm-hmm. trying to figure out how yeah. to navigate this with your child? Mm-hmm. I just cannot imagine. I've done so much. Uh, it, and it's really t- I, I like to think that I do a pretty decent job of, of appreciating and living in the moment. But I've really, this past week, man, I, I really... <laughs> Reached out to more people and and mm-hmm. uh, just been there, been present, uh, mm-hmm. even more so than I than I like to think I am. What do you think um, it really stirred in you? I mean, yeah, he's there great... was an emotion. I think it was the parents' side. I think mm-hmm. the fact that there were so many kids on the plane with their parents, and it's just like it just it's so heartbreaking because as a parent, it's just mm-hmm. like you, it's just it's horrible. Yeah, it's just horrible to think about that. Well, and you think about the people left behind his yes. wife and his child and oh. the the families of the other people and the half families yes. of the other people and you know we experienced mm-hmm. the shooting downtown one person died there was seven altogether this is nine yeah gone yes in such a in such a horrible just mm-hmm. a accident just a brutal way to go and yeah um but yeah. our, our thoughts are with, uh, you know, everyone that was involved, all their families mm-hmm. and, and our, our condolences. Um, and and, uh, and we, we wish them the best in, in, in moving on. I can't imagine even trying to move on from this. It's going to take no. some time, but we wish them the best. And yeah. our thoughts and prayers are with them all. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I don't know how you move on from that. Well, I actually think that if anyone knows how to move on from different various things, it is uh, life coach Lori Hardy here uh, with her life tip of the day. And I think this pretty much applies to what we've been talking about here with this uh, unfortunate helicopter crash uh, the past week. Uh, What do you have for us? Well, simply put, it's no pain, no gain. But watching you go through what you did with your foot, with Mm -hmm. your, you know, plantar fasciitis and how I think athletes get that you have to walk through pain to get to your next. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes your average person doesn't understand that. So they're struggling. There's something big in their life, and they just want to get out of it. They don't want to walk through it. And just the importance of looking at it and walking through it. So these families, they're going to have to walk through Whether it's physical pain or grief. mental pain. Exactly. And, you know, I just, when you had said yesterday, I would get that shot 10 more times, yes. and I'm just cringing because of the thought of a needle. Uh-huh. But for you, yep. it's like, I would do that. I would go through that pain. It was. It was short-term pain for long-term results. Right. But I think, like you said, especially emotionally, uh, sometimes that's hard to grasp. And I think if we are going through some pain, like maybe we have a child that's 
into drugs or into some bad things. And we there's nothing, not much we can do, but we walk through that pain. We can't make it go away. We can't fix it, but we find our best ways to cope and hope, you know, speak life and hope for what's on the other side. Like, this isn't the end. Right. This is only the beginning of the what's next. And I think the most important thing, too, is finding, you know, a little support group, support exactly. system to help get you through it. Because a lot of times it's just having people around you. Exactly. And and then I think, again, yesterday, when the other day when you met uh, this gal that was running the Iron Man, mm-hmm. and we had mentioned you had had pain, and she said plantar fasciitis. Suddenly yep. there's that connection, yeah. you know, yep. of somebody else has gone through this. And, you know, I think that with all of our technology, oh, this is your wallet, not your phone. <laughs> Get your hands off my wallet, Lauren. There's nothing in there There's anyway, a dollar so. in there. <laughs> but with all our technology, I think we are way lonelier. And I think making oh, these yeah. physical connections mm-hmm. is so important. And so, you know, once a week, I know you do your Facebook appreciation, mm-hmm. but once a week, make a really true intention of connecting with one person, mm-hmm. whether on the phone or in person, besides Facebook, to make a physical or, you know, on-phone connection where you're talking and connecting. Just one person once a week. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think trying to help people be their best, mm-hmm. you know, giving them a compliment and kind of giving yes. them a little nudge in the right direction, AJ, helping them be their best, it really does a lot for both them and you. It goes so far. And, yep. and you know, we've watched you highlight these people and mm-hmm. you bring tears to their eyes. And, you know, a teacher. So last Mm -hmm. week you highlighted a teacher. Yep. And so many people that were teachers commented and said, man, if, you know, if a kid grows up and Mm -hmm. they're grateful for their teacher, I mean, that uh, that would just make a teacher's day. And I I think that's important. And now more Mm -hmm. than ever, I think that's really important to Mm -hmm. to do to your loved ones and anyone you really care about, whether it's Mm -hmm. a friend at work or a neighbor I think it's important that we do that more often. And be mindful. Put it on your calendar. Yeah. You know, be just make a big intent to do it. I have a friend right now who has decided that when she's with people, like her family or on an elevator with people, she puts her phone down. And most people don't do that anymore. No, you're right. And so she's made a real effort. And a lot of times she's just sitting there by her uh, with people by herself. But her hope is that people will start to go, oh, she's on my phone. Maybe I'll talk. Because that is very scary. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It's very, very scary. Well, thank you, Lori. Uh, Life coach Lori Hardy there. Her uh, her uh, book is called... Did not see that coming. And you got your own little podcast called... Enough. Thanks for joining us today, Lori. Uh, Anna, we'll be back next week. Uh, it's Listen and Learn. Or Not. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.